Hey, Peter Howard here on the Dynasty Crossroads Show. Don't let them know. Keep it quiet. But I've infiltrated the nerd base. Come check out the show. I'll tell you how to beat them. Thanks. Yeah. Chicken, chicken or crow, crow. Chicken or crow. Crossing the... Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up Got me singing got em, but I've been paid up I even started from the bottom, see I don't wait up I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse who you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russ and Rocky Other names, Trade Addicts Pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse, and I have a trading problem. I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. And I'm Brian Haar, and I too have a trading problem. Yay! Sorry, I just got <laughs> really happy hearing those words again. <sighs> hey, everybody, and welcome to session 222 of the Trade Addicts Podcast, a member of the DLF family of podcasts, also a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will, and all three of us just did. (laughs) (laughs) So the past like 12 shows, it's been like, all right, well, nothing new's happening. All right, well, but like nothing new's happening except for the Bucks. Like the Buccaneers had themselves a week. (laughs) Like, I mean, so first they signed Kyle Rudolph and we're just like, okay, I guess that makes sense. They bring in another tight end body maybe that means gronk's not coming back okay whatever i got him in sfb like three picks uh, after the today's blurb is he's gonna take on the gronk role i'm, I'm sure he's gonna produce just like gronk do uh, exactly walk right <laughs> in he'll get all he'll get all those vacated targets no yeah and he'll eat you know he can score touchdowns just as well as gronk did i'm sure i'm sure it's just one for one walk right in there mm-hmm of course, I drafted Cameron Brait like five rounds earlier in SFB, <laughs> but besides the point. Ugh. But that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Today, which I didn't even get to go nuts thinking about, like, something happened th- before we recorded. That's the first thing I thought. <laughs> it didn't, like, click in my brain because I'm like, Julio signed somewhere. That's fun. Oh, come on. Why did it have to be there? Um, but, yeah, so Julio Jones signed with the Bucks, which is freaking awesome. First of all, because Julio Jones gets to, I mean, Matt Ryan's not bad. I mean, he's not, but like, you it's it not just, Tom Brady. It, it's not Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Like, it's very cool to see those elite wide receivers get to catch from like the elite quarterback. Like, anyone that good should get to have caught passes from Brady or Breeze, like those guys. And again, I'm sorry, Falcons fans, if you're like. All like Matt Ryan was good in his heyday, like twelve years ago. But like, eh, but this, I hope he stays healthy for this to be fun. 
Uh, it, doesn't it feel like he's kind of washed, though? It feels like this is going to be like 35 catches for 400 yards or something. I mean, it might be last season A.J. Green. Like, he, he was pretty good, probably much better for real football than for fantasy. Right. I mean, I mean, let's let's go into this. Does this affect... I mean, it's not going to affect Mike Evans. It's not going to change Chris Godwin when he comes back. But is this a Russell Gage statement, even though they paid the man? Like, or is this literally just, apparently they need help selling more seats. So they, you know, they don't get enough jersey sales. So they signed Julio Jones to sell some more stuff. Like, does this affect anything for either of you for fantasy wise? I feel like Brian should go first. I've been talking already. Yeah, no, I don't think for fantasy-wise it does. I think it's more depth signing than anything else. It's just another body um, and a body that, like, knows how to do shit. Like, I mean, Julio, yes, his physical skills are are declining. He's 33 years old. He's been beat up. He's, you know, he's been around a long time. Um, you know, but he's also savvy veteran, right? Um, and, and Tom Brady likes those guys. So, um you know, if Gage doesn't work out for some reason, can't get on the same page as Brady. Um, if the tight ends don't work out, if Leonard Fournette gains another 20 pounds, you know, I mean, Julio maybe steps in as a trusted kind of third option um, behind Evans and Godwin. But I don't think from a fantasy perspective, it really matters. I don't think he's going to be really fantasy relevant. I mean, maybe... I mean, this is this is kind of weird to say for Julio Jones too, but like maybe in a touchdown dependent league <laughs> or something like that. Like he may score more touchdowns now. All of a sudden, Julio is going to score had. ten this year. He, well, he might score. <laughs> he might score seven. Which is, Ryan. Hey, be hilarious. Hey, he might score seven, and that's pushing his career high. I mean, so you know, <laughs> it's 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 possible. It's Tom Brady. He's probably going to throw seventy eight of them. So you know. Um, but no, fantasy wise, I don't think I'm, I'm real. I mean, this doesn't really move the needle for me. Um, real football again, it might be a savvy, you know, savvy move, um, by the bucks to add some depth just in case of injury. Hell, Julio is always injured too. So he may, he may not even play who knows, but it will fantasy like perspective, you'll no. get that ring, right? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I agree with Brian from a, from a real football perspective. I think it's a great move. Uh, I, I don't think, and I agree that. Julio will not be fantasy relevant. If anything, this maybe gives me a chance to get something for my like eight or nine Julio shares that I, at least maybe I can get a third now or something. Uh, the only fantasy impact I think is I do think it might hurt Gage if Julio can stay healthy because I think Gage was going to get a decent amount of work. He's a nice little player. Uh, he showed it in Atlanta and I just don't think, and especially with the news that Godwin could be ready for week one, I think Gage is, Value and potential production is kind of in the tank off of both of those pieces of news today. I'm trying so hard to not get excited about that Godwin news. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, we were ready to wait till week six. Just let it stand. Let it sit. Don't don't let it bubble. Don't get excited. Just no, not yet. Um, but I mean, let's assume that. Kyle Rudolph and Cameron Brait are probably obtainable at the same price, which is still pretty low. Which would you guys prefer? Rudolph. Are you going with Brait, who's been there, or Rudolph? Because he catches touchdowns, and that's pretty much all he does. That's basically my reasoning, yeah. Rudolph's been shown to be a good, you know, red zone guy during his career, even when he doesn't produce very well 
otherwise. And yeah. Brait did zero last year, even in the games Gronk missed. He, I think his best game was like three for 30 or something like that. So I, I don't think that being there means all that much because even when Gronk was out last year, he did nothing. So I'm not expecting anything from Rudolph. I have no interest in acquiring him anywhere. But it, between the two of them, I would take Rudolph. Um, so Cameron Brait made like the biggest catch for Tom Brady in all of 2022 when he caught the Lombardi trophy in the Bay <laughs> so that it didn't end up in the Bay. Um, so for that reason alone, I'm going to say I would take Cameron Brady. I, I did not Brady, realize that was Brady. Great. Brady trusts him right to, to throw the Lombardi trophy across water to him. Uh, so I'm going to go with Cam Braid there, but I think it's a, it's a, I'll tell you what, for dynasty purposes, I love Otten. I, I think, I think that's the guy, Kate Otten from, or Otten, I mean, here I am botching another name on, on trade addicts pod. What's new? Um, it has, um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd go in on him. I think, I mean, from a dynasty perspective, he's not going to produce this year. I mean, he'll be behind both of those guys pretty easily, I think, but um, from a dynasty perspective, he'd be the guy that I'd look at in that in that tight end room. I think. De- Devil's advocate on the trophy catching thing. Brady was really, really, really drunk then. <laughs> well, but 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 who do you try to if, trust if you when you're wasting? Some of them off the boat. <laughs> but also, let's be honest. With the way that dude takes care of his body, half a Miller Light and he's buzzed. That's so, probably I mean... true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, on the other hand, <laughs> keep him coming. Keep them coming. That's right. Well, we're at the point I like to ask. Hey, Brian, you're the guest. Yeah. Would you rather do trade addicts trades first or listener questions? Let's do listener questions. We're we're gonna save the trade addicts trades to. I know there's a ton of them. Um, right. So, so we maybe we maybe we, t- we take a break in between on the listener questions and throw a through few trade addicts trades in, and then. Come back we'll see how because yeah, if we sit if we did the <laughs> listener questions last, we'd probably rush through them because we're so tired from the literally 15 trades we have on the show sheet, and that is That's not awesome. including the smaller ones I took off. That's awesome. First, at our real people, maybe geared more towards outhouse, though I know Rocky has done it as well. I don't remember yes. if you've done one, Brian. How do you deal with the anxiety when you do an outhouse challenge? Doing my first one, and oh boy, the real answer. You don't deal with it. You just let it wash over you and cry and shiver and curl in a ball on the floor and cry. That That's that that's exactly it. You, you know bad things are going to happen. It, the, you don't do it to make your team better. It's no, for yes, fun. You, don't. you do yeah. it to spur action. You do it because you're bored. You do it because you don't know what to do with your team. Exactly. You do not do it because you think it's good for your team. I would highly recommend, and I, last time I did it, I did this. I do not do it with rebuilding teams. Yes, very. You will get you old will guys for first. It, it, it'll be brutal. So if you should do it with middling teams, even contending teams, you might end up with something decent coming back to you. Do not do it with rebuilding teams. Do not do it with rebuilding teams. <laughs> have you ever done one, Brian? I have not. No, I, I, I should. I mean, it looks kind of fun, although I've seen the pain yes. as well from from uh, your end of it so but um but yeah no i have not done one okay but i i mean i always feel the need to explain what it actually is just in case we have listeners new from before the last time we talked about it. the outhouse challenge is you announce your league you're doing it and then every trade offer you get you post as a twitter poll and if the poll ends with the side that was offered to you winning you accept the trade that's simple um uh, 
ways to decrease anxiety. Maybe if you're in a lot of leagues, you don't do them all at once. Oh, God. I made that mistake. I literally had about 150 trade offers. I did that the first time, too. You should have warned me, Russ. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) Yeah, I should have. My bad. Uh, Set trade polls for four hours because you're going to have a lot of them and waiting 24 hours just sucks. And yes. also like after six hours, they lose all steam whatsoever. And you're probably not going to get any more votes anyway. So like four, six hours, depending on whatever feel you want, I do four just because it's quicker and I get results faster. Um, so yeah, do a couple of leagues at once. Like Rocky said, it's best not to do with rebuilding teams because chances are, you will get Derrick Henry for two firsts, and it's going to make you want to cry. <laughs> I am not speaking from experience right now. Yes, I am. It <laughs> killed my TA6 team. <sighs> but then I did it again, and I got some decent trades. Uh, so I'm not super sad about it. Yes, I am. I'm super sad about it. It's, it's the price you pay for being the trade addicts we are. Yeah. Oh, and also, <laughs> you tell people that you're allowed to send multiple offers, but no multiple offers that are just variations on the same deal. No, this guy for a second and this guy for a second and a third to see if that third pushes it over the edge. Like that's wasting everyone's time and be willing to just reject trades that come in because people still don't realize the point of this exercise is for people to vote for your side that you are giving up, but they still send you shit offers. So many people think it's, let me send a shit offer and somehow Twitter will vote for my side. And it never happens. <laughs> I, I, you're a lot better at doing the rejecting than I am, too. Yeah. I, I, I tend to put way more offers than I get, I think, the percentage than you do. Because I know I've sent you some that just get, I don't even think they're that bad and you, you just reject them. But also, I was <laughs> going to say, I have rejected where people have after reached out to me and said they thought it was good and explained why. And I'll be like, Okay, no. If you literally think that this was a good trade and it's just me that I don't think it is, I'll put it out there. And one of them has gone through in the past and clearly I was sad about it. But, you know, that's, again, part of the point of the the, the exercise. Um, So, yeah, all of those things put together, it does make it a little easier and a little bit more in your control, though it's not at all in your control. But it makes you feel a little bit more but it's fun i it really really is fun and it gets your leagues excited like everyone always every couple of shows we get the question how do you make your league trade you can't make your league trade but if you do dumb crap like this it'll make people want to yep (sighs) need to need a sip of water after that one it also make you want to trade more to fix your team, so that, yes. that can help spur activity that, yeah, too. <laughs> you need to go back and fix everything that just got broken. Ugh. So the next question, the next question we have is from OMG. It's Jaybrew, dark horse to finish top five at each position, being drafted outside of the top twelve to fifteen. Also. I asked people in the tweet. So it's like, I always ask stupid questions at the end of the, what should I ask? What should we talk about? And people so rarely answer them, but he did. I asked, what's your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner? His favorite, uh, favorite cereal, sorry, cereal, lunch, sandwich, and your favorite dinner. He says his favorite cereal is Reese's Puff cereal. Now I need to be honest. Reese's peanut butter cups are by far and away, literally my favorite thing ever. 
I don't like Reese's Puff cereal. It tastes like sawdust. <laughs> I haven't what? had it in forever. But peanut butter Captain Crunch? Yes. That's yes. my yes. <laughs> yes. Like that. I, I, I don't know what the Reese's cereal did differently, but it's just... Ugh, I, 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 I love Reese's peanut butter cups. I love peanut butter. I'm generally not a big fan of peanut butter flavored things, though, like like that, like Captain Crunch or or like they have peanut butter toppings on ice cream. I don't like that whatsoever. I I don't know what it is. It just doesn't quite capture peanut butter. Jug, like it was a gallon jug of Reese's peanut butter sauce, <laughs> and then we would literally just like turn the thing upside down on our ice cream. It was wonderful. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, his favorite lunch sandwich, a nice steak sandwich with onions and mozzarella. So, mozzarella, okay, if we're talking a real steak sandwich, like, you have, like, a flat iron, like, sirloin on a piece of bread. I can, I'm okay with mozzarella, but if we're talking, like, cheesesteak, I can't Provo. go mozzarella with that. But, provolone. yes, give me give me onions. Yeah, provolone is the go-to for cheesesteaks, yeah. Or, I mean, Philly guy, you got to go whiz, right? I was, Yes. I'm the wrong person to ask. I'm a Philly guy who doesn't really like cheesesteaks. Weirdo. You <laughs> <laughs> know my food. I know my food. I don't like anything. Yeah, but cheesesteaks are a two-year-old's diet. That is true. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I mean, I can eat them. I'm just not a big cheesesteak guy, so I don't have strong takes on cheesesteaks. And the best answer right here was breakfast for dinner. Yes. I do love that. Yeah, agreed. For dinner. So thing of beauty. <laughs> so good. Okay, so back to the uh, fantasy football question. Dark horse to finish at top five at each position being drafted outside of the top 12 to 15. Do you guys have any off the top of your head? Do you actually want me to read the 10 to 15 of each position and then you can? Well, you know where I'm going at quarterback, right? Yeah, the old guys. Tom Brady for one. Yeah, that's easy. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is probably outside of that. I think okay. Kirk Cousins, they're saying they're going to be a passing offense this year. You never know. Kirk Cousins, always a QB1. I, I, top five seems unlikely, but if he has a lucky touchdown, then luck this year. Yeah, I mean, at QB, it's really the old guys. Or if you think, like, Baker's going to kill it or Ryan Tannehill's going to go back to two seasons ago. Otherwise, it's not a very fun question. So, so I, I could see. Okay. I could see. Okay. Derek Carr doing like unbelievably well this year. I mean, Josh McDaniels comes in there. He has his, his, you know, brother from another mother in Devonte Adams. Um, you know, they went to college together. They have like a super tight connection. Apparently. Uh, I mean, that's the best receiver that Derek Carr's ever played with. Um, they have, I mean, they that offense clicked last year pretty well without Devontae Adams. Now they have Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels calling plays. He's kind of like an offensive genius in a way. I don't know if I like him for the running backs, if he does New England bull crap, but we'll see what happens with that. But I could see, I don't know, I could see Derek Carr. I don't know, top five might be pushing it. Yeah. But I could definitely see him top 10 top eight yeah i mean top five is hard for anybody who doesn't run so it'd be right, I mean, the same right. with cousins yeah. is pushing it yeah. but yeah i was about to say it would be 
in points per game fashion, but imagine like Malik Willis taking over after week eight and him finishing maybe top five is still pretty rich, but like top eight ish, top nine ish. Like that would not outside the realm of possibility in my mind. It probably won't carry through into next season just because, you know, it's flash in the pan. No one's ready for it kind of thing, but it'd be fun to watch. All right. Running backs. Zeke Elliott. Yeah, it's again yeah, the old guys. Running back. Well, it's not even that. Like, I mean, he's Kamara, if he doesn't get suspended. Saquon or Christian McCaffrey, but he's running back 20. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, if you want to go a little lower, if, I mean, if this, I keep saying new offense in Kansas City, like I know they actually changed their offense, but you'll have to imagine it is. But imagine if CEH becomes what we wanted. Which, again, there's no reason to think can't actually happen. What if they start having to dump off a little bit more that they don't have Tyreek Hill doing Tyreek Hill things? Like, CEH can be really, really good and running back 27. I think Dobbins is one, too. Is he really not up there yet? He's a, or, Well, I'm looking at Superfuss. I don't know what he is in startup, but he's RB18. 15 in one okay. So, yeah. Aaron Jones is also pretty yeah. easy. Aaron Jones, yeah. that's the one that I was thinking too. Aaron Jones has a shot. Yeah. yeah. There's no one else that sounds like fun. I mean, if Eli Mitchell can stay healthy for an entire season, maybe, but wow. wide receivers. I mean, this is going to be, you know, probably one of the rookies, right? Like if Burks or London actually do what we want them to do. Oh, well, the my, first name that popped into my head was uh, Cortland Sutton. Hollywood mm-hmm. Sutton. Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. yeah I, I, Keenan, I Keenan Allen. Nice. Keenan Allen. Oh, I mean, you know how happy that would make us, but <laughs> I don't know if that's that's really coming in. And I mean, tight end. That's rough if you go outside the top 12 to 15. <laughs> I mean, Robert Tunyon's tight end 25. He might just catch 15 to 20 touchdowns this season. Same with Hunter Henry. Yeah, one other guy I was looking at down there that I could think could catch a bunch of touchdowns is Gerald Everett. I've been a yeah. big fan of his, and, and I think it would have to be on the back of, like, a 13-touchdown season or something like that, like what Tunyon did a couple of years ago. That's that's really all you're looking at. I mean, let's see, like, Zach Ertz is tight end 15, and he did really well when he went over to Arizona, so maybe that still is a thing. Cole Komet's tight end 12. I mean, that dude's going to get over 100 targets. Just like and you, ha- by you have default. to think he's going to score a touchdown this year. You don't like last year. <laughs> oh, you were, yeah. So I mean, like, yeah. But again, it's it's tight end. Who the hell knows? <laughs> what about, what about? I mean, I know everybody is. It's like taboo to say anything good about Seattle right now. But like, what? What about no fan? No. You don't think? <laughs> no. Yeah, he's good. I mean, I'm just, I, I mean, I, I mean, obviously the quarterback play there yeah. is, is going to be questionable, but like, I mean, a lot of times sucky quarterbacks throw to the tight end for some reason. So I, you know, I mean, he, he played with a sucky quarterback in Denver too, in, in Drew Locke and he was productive. He but wasn't he top five productive. Sucky quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Or he might have an upgrade in Geno. So, you know. Well, when was the last time Gino <laughs> upgrade for something? I know. <laughs> That's when you know your QB oh, situation boy. is really, really bad. Higher. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Okay, so that was 
that question, right? Yep. Next. Oh, at Nick Martinez BR for some reason wants to just bring this, bring us down. Yeah. What's the best and worst pick you've made in a rookie draft? I know many of my worst. I can't really think of a best. The only one that I could come up with for best was Justin Herbert. I, I kind of latched on to Herbert pretty early and that one paid off for me. I don't, it was probably more blind luck than it was skill or foresight. Um, I just, I just kind of liked the way he carried himself at Oregon and kind of, I mean, he had that big, strong arm. He was seemed like leadership type guy. And uh, I drafted him probably a few spots early. I think he was going in, in May of 2020, like during rookie drafts, I think he was like 10th overall. Um, I probably drafted him more like six, five, six, seven range. So it wasn't like a, a huge jump, but uh, I'm certainly glad I did. I would say that those, I mean, that's the cheapest you could ever have gotten him um, at this point in his career. So that's probably my best. Um, and then worse, I have, I, I, I could, I mean, I could. I could be here all night talking about all the terrible draft picks. Mine are all wide receivers. Andy Isabella was terrible. Um, I probably drafted him in the second round at some point, which was probably not very smart. Um, uh, Hakeem Butler was another one for me that was really terrible. Like first round pick, terrible. Um, Yeah, but at least you weren't the Dynasty Trades HQ guys where they did the draft before the NFL draft and they took him and like think of no three. Uh and then Russ, this one'll this one will hit home for you. JJ Ortega Whiteside. Oh, I think I, we, I think we, we both had a bunch of him that year that he, he came out and of course he he hasn't really uh panned out to be nice about it. So those are some terrible ones. I drafted multiple Regers in the first round. I can tell you that. Regers um, over Jefferson was one of mine. Um, I, I, it's funny. I had one league where I had the like one eleven and one twelve. Uh, I traded Diggs for that in the draft, and I I drafted Reger at one eleven and Jefferson at one twelve. So it worked out in the end. Yeah. Um, but my when I saw the question, the kind of the best one that popped to my mind is I got a decent amount of Mark Andrews's rookie year. He was going like late second. I got him wow. at three up five in one draft. I remember in tight end premium draft, I guess, cause he was the second tight end, you know, Hayden Hurst was the guy that went in the first round. So he was one I got a decent amount of uh, my worst besides Reger. This is actually kind of involves a trade too. Uh, I think I've told this story probably on this pod before, definitely on some pod. Uh, to 2017, that awesome running back class. Uh, I, I co-managed a team with the, with a buddy. That was my first dynasty league. Uh, this draft I'm talking about, we had the one Oh two and <sighs> stupid people that we were, we didn't love any of the running backs. Like Fournette was going one. We didn't believe in McCaffrey. I believe the term glorified Danny Woodhead was thrown around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and cook, I think had what Latavius Murray there or something. And, yep. And Joe Mixon had uh, who the hell was it? Jeremy Hill? Is yep. that who the guy was there? Yeah. So we we didn't love any of those. We're like here's what we're, we're going to draft McCaffrey so we can trade him because we think he might be the most attractive. So so we draft McCaffrey and we trade him for the immortal Paul Perkins and a first round pick, uh, which Paul Perkins worked out real great for us. That first mm-hmm. round pick ended up the 102 the next year. And then we drafted Rashad Penny. 
At least you didn't draft Darius Geis. Yeah. Oh no, you didn't. I didn't even that. We have the one hundred and seven. Guess who we drafted there? Darius Geis. <laughs> yes. So we uh, we had multiple two one hundred twos in a row and blew both, and then we had, we could have had and we had it. We still won one of those two years because we had a young Zeke and Gurley on our team already, but we could have had Zeke, Gurley, and McCaffrey on the same team, and we just totally blew it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think the only real good things, I mean, I was I was stuck on T. Higgins. Like, that worked out pretty well for me. Yes. Um, but, oh, man, the amount of bad things, like, holy crap, taking Rieger before Jefferson, the amount of Corey Davis at the 101, uh, every single pick in 2016. Oh, so much Corey Coleman. Corey Josh Coleman. Corey, Corey Coleman. Coleman. I do it. So much. So much. Um, in 2017, at the 202 in a one quarterback, in a one quarterback, I drafted John Ross over Juju Smith-Schuster. <sighs> Remember when I say I'm bad at drafting? That's why I <laughs> so much. I mean, there, there you go. Oh, Jason in the chat says uh, Keyshawn Vaughn at the 106. Oh, Come on, man. You can't fall for that. You Everyone, can't fall for that running back thing. A lot of us knew back then that Keyshawn Vaughn in the first round was a disaster. <laughs> just like Trey Sermon. Just like Bishop Sankey. Uh, but, I mean, he was at least the earliest drafted running back in the NFL draft. Sankey just like was. James Cook. I, I wasn't going to say it because... <laughs> People like I know people love James Cook. I yeah, because like no one really cared about Vaughn until he got drafted there, and then all of a sudden he got boosted. No one cared. Well, Sermon, one of those people that like ninety percent of people hated, but the other ten percent just like freaking loved him. And then San Francisco, whoop! Yeah, you know, I mean, it's no one was considering Cook a first rounder before he got drafted by Buffalo. In in Dynasty Awesome Sauce, I think I got him in the late third. Yeah. That's he was a, a mid to late second at best, I think, by most people's estimation prior to the draft. Yep. Next question at Bueno Fantasy: What are your thoughts on Daniel Jones? Should he be starting for a team in your superflex league this year? I don't see much upside for him in twenty-two weak wide receivers, bad offense, different system. But maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, you're missing what that man did for Josh Allen. And clearly, it has nothing to do with Josh Allen. It was just Brian Dable, and now Daniel Jones is going to be amazing. Hey, he, I mean, he shares. I mean, he shares a backfield with Saquon Barkley, so no, like it can't be that bad. Yeah, imagine how many balls Saquon Barkley is going to catch. But I mean, let's. If I mean, that's the argument, which you have to believe. Dable will be because he runs a decent offense and you have now two wide receivers that are great after the catch. Daniel Jones shouldn't be throwing the ball more than seven yards ever. And hopefully well, he was never really the worst at interceptions. He always fumbled the ball, but like if he could just limit those, he'll be fine for fantasy. Like he, he, when he plays and has more than, one player healthy to catch the ball. He hasn't been terrible for fantasy. He's not good for NFL, but for fantasy, he runs the ball enough and 
they score well enough that he does okay. I have Daniel Jones as my QB3 in a bunch of places, and I'm not sad about it. I might be sad if I have to play him as a QB2, um, but I don't – it's not terrible. Like, there's definitely worse. I might be struggling right now to think of a few, but there is worse. I I know he's missed some games, but he hasn't – in the last three years, he hasn't thrown for more than 14 touchdowns. That's I, rough. Yeah. <laughs> But he almost ran for one for like ninety yards in any trip. In any trip, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Dable's the argument, but it's just hard to see them improve. And I honestly don't know. Did they? I mean, did they improve their line much this offseason? That's yeah. always been an issue. I mean, there. a little bit. Yes, they did. Yeah. So I mean, we'll see. I, I'm a little bullish on, on Saquon. It's hard to be bullish on Daniel Jones, though. And it's uh, Saquon's more just the talent and. Hopefully that Daniel Jones will have to dump it off to him a bunch of times. So, uh, yeah, I just I I can't say it. He's just been too mediocre for too long. I I he's not. You know, everyone think everyone thinks I like to like Daniel Jones type quarterbacks. I do not. Just because you're not you know good doesn't mean that's who I want on my team. <laughs> it's not just because I won't pay for the high end guy. So I just want anybody who's like down at like the twenties. I just. I, I target specific guys, and Daniel Jones is not a guy I've ever really looked to get. I mean, the the rushing's nice, but he just doesn't do enough otherwise, and I, I have to see it first. I, I, I would really have no interest in starting him. I don't know if I own a single Daniel Jones share. I was into him before last season with Galladay coming over there. Like, I thought they could do well together, and then neither of them were healthy, so that didn't really happen. <sighs> Yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you guys. I mean, <clears throat> I think uh, for, well, first of all, Rocky, thank you for the you know the the bullish comment on on Saquon. I mean, that does warm <laughs> warm my heart, and I know that this podcast isn't is is no longer a, a you know a, a ridiculously over the top Saquon pod with me. Not we are around. both well, of us. I'm, like see, I'm, I, it's probably the hard I have the warm fuzzies inside. I I I do. Um, so just wanted to mention that. Um, but as far as Daniel Jones goes, yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, I'm it's it's hard to get real excited about the guy. I am okay with him as a QB three, Russ. I don't I think the question, like, do you feel comfortable starting him as a QB two? Probably not. I mean, I think there's a lot of other guys I'd rather have. I mean, even guys that like people are are like think are absolute trash guys like Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, like guys like that. I mean, I personally would rather start those guys as a QB two than I would Daniel Jones, but you know, I mean, if you've got to throw him in there for a couple of games, cause you have an injury or bye week stuff. I mean, I, you know, he, he's a starting quarterback in the national football league right now. So until he loses that title in New York, he yeah. has value. That that's where I was going with it. Where if I, you know, he's my QB three. So if my QB one or two has a bye week, I think I would rather play Daniel Jones than my tenth other positional player. Mm-hmm. Like I think Daniel Jones weekly will have a better upside and probably a safer floor than I don't know, like. Hold on, I have to have one of my teams up right now. Like then. <laughs> Van Jefferson, um, James Washington, Sterling Shepard. Maybe, maybe Nico Con- Oh, Freaking John Mechie, man. That is Terrible so news. sad. Terrible news. I yep. mean, John Mechie got 
diagnosed with what at least is the most curable form of leukemia. Yeah. But that yeah, he still got diagnosed with leukemia and that sucks so hard for that guy. I Yeah. It really does. recovery, man. Yeah, absolutely. But like I would rather start Daniel Jones over like the the bunch of those guys that were listed before. So, yeah, I, he's worth to be on your team should he be starting I mean, two, three games into the season, the answer might be yes, because maybe the Giants put something together with that new offense. But for right now, I will say no. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. It will be interesting to see what Dabble does there, because he does seem to have his stuff together. Um, But we've also seen coaches who we thought that about who become head coaches and (laughs) they don't succeed. So some of them do some surrounding cast with him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but it is, I mean, I think that was the hire to make for them um, in, in New York. And so I hope it works out. I do. See, that's, that's what I love about me and you being on a podcast together. Cause we're always just like, I hope that works like yeah. good for that guy. Let's yes. Succeed, sure. man. Yeah, yeah, like we want absolutely. everyone to like, everyone's going to win and no one's going to lose. And we're just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. All right. But let's, let's turn this into our pro Saquon Barkley podcast, because at Andrew Hall FF asks, how many Saquon shares do you currently have? Yeah. So this is going to surprise a lot of people. Uh, so first of all, let me say my leagues. So I was in last year. Well, year before last, I was in like 35 plus leagues. I actually said that on the air. I sure as hell hope my wife never hears that. Um, last year, I got down around 25. And then this year, I just went ape shit and cut like all of my leagues. So I'm in 11 leagues. Um, and it you, feels, man. it feels amazing. Like I, I feel, I feel amazing. I just um, love though too, like that we're so far gone. Like he cut all his leagues and he's in 11. Yeah. yeah right. right. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> like right, if I told right. like my, my buddy that I co-managed that other league, you were in 11 leagues. cut down to 11 leagues. <laughs> <He'd be> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but no, I'm, I'm in 11 leagues. I have three Saquon shares. Um, I mean, you're still a lot of percentage wise not bad yeah a lot of the leagues that i cut i had him in um i i didn't cut them and for any i mean there's you know how that goes guys it's yeah. you know you you have reasons and and whatnot for for which leagues you stick with um but um it, and it isn't it also isn't for a lack of trying here's the problem i was kind of on a podcast for three years um that is kind of big and uh, popular and I I'm not exactly shy about how much I like Saquon Barkley so I don't think I've I yeah <laughs> I don't think I I mean you know I would pay fair value for Saquon Barkley every day of his career I have I mean I when he was when he was worth three first one on one baby what yeah I mean I I'd pay it I don't care okay and I would pay what he's worth today but I ain't going to overpay. So that's the problem. People know I love him. People know I, I live up here close to Penn state, um, went to Penn state, you know, and they take advantage of that and they want to pay. They want me to pay premium prices and I just won't do it. Um, So, I mean, I'll pay, I'll pay fair prices, but I won't pay premium prices. And that's why I only have three shares. So, but, Yes, three out of 11 leagues. So, 
Yeah, 27-ish percent, I guess. Yeah, that's not bad. What about you, Rock? Oh, I really don't know. Uh, <laughs> I know I sold a couple to you uh, this offseason. You did. I, I have a, I think I still have a fair amount. I mean, percentage-wise, it's probably less than Brian. I think I probably have six or seven. I think I might have had like eight to ten. I sold a few this offseason. But that's six to seven out of like 38 leagues. So that's like one in six, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I I haven't really tried hard enough, I think, to to buy him this offseason, even though I, I do feel good about his chances this year. So I, I kind of just stayed static, and then Russ, uh, Russ overpaid me a couple times, so I was willing to sell him. <laughs> I have three. Two were from you, one was from Dustin. <laughs> 13%. I have one player in over 50% of my leagues, and that is Diami Brown. And I then have a lot of Diami too. I have There's always eight, a guy like that that you have the highest percentage of. Somebody that's super cheap and yeah, I just big body wide receivers. And then I have eight Geno Smith, eight Justin Ross. Oh, so sad that he's on the he's out for the season, but yeah, that was tough good. Let too. Rest up that neck, get better. Rest up that foot, whatever. Just come back and play in the NFL. Keep and then I the have nice. seven, seven. David Bell. Ooh. Interesting. And by the way, I made you go first, Rocky, because my Dynasty Planet roster ship was loading. I know. <laughs> I'm actually trying to look now. I want to see what my actual number is. See, I was a jerk and didn't create a separate login for when I created the Eliminators. So I have like 400 leagues. So I have to uncheck all of the Eliminators so it doesn't crash their system when it goes to run. Yeah. Trying to think, like, okay, then here I have six T Higgins, I have six Travis Kelsey, six Tua, five Amon Ra, five Marquise Brown, only four Ad- Allen Robinson. I may need to go get some more of that. Oh, I this is I fun. Only I, have, I only have five Saquon, actually, it turns out. Deontay All Johnson right. and Kyle Phillips are my highest two. Who? Deontay Johnson and Kyle Phillips. And that's even with you trading away a Deontay Johnson, yes. which speaking of, Hey, Hey, Brian, Hey, Brian. Yo, yeah. You gotta yeah. do it. It's time for trade addicts trades. Are, are, so are you guys ready? I mean, I'm ready. <laughs> if you're ready, you have no idea how ready I am. All right. Well, I guess <laughs> ready. we're ready then for some, uh, trade addicts trades. <sighs> Okay, you gotta you gotta cut that, Russ, and we'll just drop it in every week. No, 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 (laughs) no. This is a special occasion. It's gonna stay there. Honestly, I thought about going back into older episodes and grabbing it. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) I haven't done it because I just I it needs to be authentic. Yes. Trade addicts leagues, 12 team superflex PPR tight end premium with 1.75 points per tight end reception. And it's very important to say 0.05 points for return yardage, except for trade addicts one, because we have like 13 trade addicts one trade yeah one went nuts this is what new blood does we had someone who unfortunately dropped out which was one of the original members tyler we miss you already um and new member was just like let's get this going and he got it going it's kenny who you've heard ask a bunch of questions and who will be on the show in a couple of weeks because he's like oh man you know thanks for answering my questions and thanks for this i'm like why don't you just come on the show and answer other people's questions wait i can do that <laughs> yeah why not 
okay. So he's going to come on. Uh, but yeah, so he's started things going nuts. And first we have the aforementioned trade where Rocky traded away Deontay Johnson, Derek Carr, Deontay Johnson, and Hunter Henry for Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Hopkins, and a 23 fourth. Now, like, not to discount DeAndre Hopkins, because I do believe he can come back from that suspension and be DeAndre Hopkins again. Like, I, he was hurt last year. I think he can walk back and be awesome. But Carr and DeAndre for Hurts and just, like, scratch off the rest? Yes, the, the trade that shocked the world. Yeah, he traded DA away won. DeAndre Johnson and traded for Jalen Hurts. Yeah. <laughs> you did this, Rock? I did this. I traded for Hurts. Am I supposed hmm. to be not? Am I okay? So again, this is like haven't, the answer. Haven't been, haven't been around for a little while. So am I? Am I? Am I? Am I supposed to be nice? No, am you be honest. Be nice? That's what's more important. Nope. Okay. Rip me to shreds, Brian. Well, uh, so I mean, I don't love it. I don't <laughs> love it. I don't love it. I mean, I, I mean. Yeah, like Russ said, not not discounting DeAndre Hopkins, but he's he's definitely not playing for what six games, right? Um, and I mean he's getting old too. I don't want to. I mean, look, I'm not an ageist. Everybody kind of knows that by now too. Um, but I mean, he is getting up there a little bit. Um, and Jalen, I, I do like Jalen Hurts quite a bit uh, from a fantasy perspective. Here's, here's the problem for me. In order for somebody to be fantasy relevant, they have to keep their job. All right? And I don't know that Jalen Hurts is going to keep that job. I, you know more about the Eagles than I do, certainly. You're tapped into the local guys. Um, so I'm, I'm not 100% sure I even know what I'm talking about when I say that. So Please, Philly, don't crucify me. But, um, I mean, he's very good from a fantasy perspective. He's very good. He puts up a lot of fantasy numbers. So, for as long as he has the job, I don't mind it. I'm a little bit concerned about the job long term. Now, Dynasty's interesting, right? As long as he's producing, you ride the wave, right? Um, so I don't hate it in, in that regard. I would be careful is all I'm saying. And, and you did give up good players. I mean, I, I stated earlier in the show that I really like Derek Carr this year. Um, and, and maybe for the next couple, um, in that new offense and with, uh, Devonte Adams who also is getting up there in age. That's going to suck when all those guys go. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> um, you know, and then Deontay Johnson, I mean, you know, obviously his situation is a little bit unsettled. Is he going to, you know, I mean, he's going to be in Pittsburgh this year, likely. But after that, who knows if they're going to sign him, where he'll be, where he'll go, who his quarterback will be. You know, so there's some question marks there. I know you love Deontay Johnson, too. So, um, but I kind of lean that side based on the quality of player, uh, in my opinion. Having said that, I, I don't hate it as long as you're tapped into the to the philly beat writers <laughs> and know what's going on with hurts what i miss about brian har do it's i not is the non-committal be nice and then he ends it by saying as long as you're happy it's cool. <laughs> i would take the car johnson side in this one is that better is that definitive enough definitive enough but you okay. know i could have been ruder about it 
could you have? <laughs> Probably <laughs> not. Probably. I feel not. pretty insulted. I got to say, Brian. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so here's my thing. If you took the rest out of it and you literally just saw Derek Carr and Deontay Johnson for Jalen Hurts, like, I don't think you'd really bat an eyelash at it. Like, you have to overpay to get the higher asset. And yeah, that's a little bit of a of an overpay. But we have it in our heads that Derek Carr is going to be very good. And Derek Carr was good last season. But like, would you be surprised if he finished his QB 15? I mean, yes, because we expect him to do well with Adams there. But like, mediocrity is not outside of his range of outcomes. Yeah. And QB2 behind Josh Allen is absolutely in the range of outcomes for Jalen Hurts. He might still lose his job after that season, but you might win a championship because of him. And and I think that's worth it. That's worth Derek Carr and Deontay Johnson. So if you do believe in, again, I'm not even talking long-term because winning is worth it, that you think Jalen Hurts with that new offense, well, not a new offense, but with A.J. Brown, so that makes it a new offense. Yes, I'm absolutely cool going to do this. I would also take the Carr and Johnson side if my team wasn't great in the first place. But if like, oh, I have a lot of very good players, but I don't have like that guy, then you go get Jalen Hurts and that's fine. And and that's kind of the situation my TA1 team is in. I have a a lot of good guys. I I, I am pretty solid. I'm old, but solid at receiver uh, too. So I didn't mind. And I mentioned this in the chat. And one I have the fifth. I had fifteen Deontay shares. It's now fourteen. So that was one part of it, kind of the whole portfolio aspect. I didn't mind losing one share of Deontay because I have fourteen elsewhere. Um, but I also have Stefan Diggs. I have Keenan Allen. Uh, I got Amari Cooper, and DeAndre Hopkins is my wide receiver for for whatever that's worth. So I, I still felt okay there. I got, and like I said, this whole team is a bunch of good players. I have I have Eckler. I have Dobbins. Uh, I have T.J. Hawkinson. I have Dalton Schultz. Uh, so, and I am super high on Hertz. Uh, two things. One, I, I think he, he has the potential and I like basically like Russ said to be top five, maybe top two or three, if, if everything goes right. And in worst case, I think he's a low end one. I mean, that's what he was last year. So, but I think he's going to improve on last year. I think he's going to improve on his passing. He's done it almost every year, even going back to college. He's definitely done it in his first two years in the league. Um, he's improved his passing percentage. He's improved his turnovers. So I, I, I'm just super high on Hertz for next year. I, I think he could be that guy that kind of uh, can win leagues for you. And I do think he lasts beyond. The more it goes on, I again, there's still that sentiment out there, even in Philly here, that, that there's a chance he might not. But I think it's leaning more towards he is. I think... I think, like I said, I think he's going to improve his play. I think he's got enough around him. And it's going to be hard... Uh, I mentioned this in the TA one chat too. They, they, this, you don't think of this for fantasy, but I mean, they improved their defense fairly significantly this off season. I think it's going to be hard for him not to win a bunch of games. Even if he just plays like last year, like they could easily win 11 games this year. Uh, Cause they're going to have a better defense, you know, assuming generally good health for both sides of the ball, you know, not interest injury catastrophe. Uh, and they improved on the offensive side of the ball. So I have a hard time believing they don't win at least 10, 11 games somewhere in there. And that's probably a playoff spot, which means you got a quarterback who's coming off two back-to-back playoff seasons. I just, even if he only modestly improves, I see, I just find it hard to believe you're going to move off that guy. And and if they do, and me and Russ have both said this in the past, 
I'd be shocked if he's not starting in another place in the league next year. If, if the Eagles somehow decide to move on, like the state of quarterback play in the league, it's just, I can't see him not starting somewhere else. And I don't think they would keep him as their backup if they trade up for CJ Stroud or something. So, so yeah, I think, I, I think he's going to last at least another few years and I expect him to play better this year, super high on him. So that's why I did it. And like I said, losing Deontay, I love him, but I'll, I'll, to have my 14 other shares to, to keep me feeling comfy. <laughs> All right. Next trade, Melvin Gordon and Cooper cup for Dalvin cook and Mike Evans. It's really funny. So out of nowhere, I get a message. Am I crazy for trading Cooper cup for Dalvin cook and Mike Evans? And I just go, yeah, I think so. He's like, Oh, well did it anyway. And I'm like, Oh, whoops. I didn't <laughs> see that email. My bad. As long as you're happy. Right. And then I thought about it and I'm like, no, that's really not that crazy because Cooper Cup isn't going to do that again. He could he could finish as the wide receiver one, and I wouldn't be super surprised, but by that much? Like, he did way too well last season. But, like, Mike Evans, like Brian even said earlier, at least I think it was you, that like Mike Evans could finish top five wide receiver, especially because he'll have that lead of, a couple of games, regardless if Godwin starts right away, he's not going to be himself right away. It's going to take time to like really come back to speed. So yeah, it's, it's not bad, especially because I think Cup, Cup and Evans are like the same age. You know, so it's not like you got significantly older in any way. And Dalvin Cook is absolutely an upgrade over Melvin Gordon. So yeah, I, I think I'm on the Cook and Evans side of this. And I think it's pretty easily that that was exactly my take on it evans i i think could easily outperform cup this year like i i evans could be i think evans could be wide receiver one so you're not getting age yeah so what's why are you taking the dalvin to melvin downgrade i don't get it so i'm with you yeah i i agree here it's a clean sweep i um i I mean I, i think a lot of people are like down on Dalvin Cook too and like I get it because availability is an ability and that's an ability that he struggles with um that's a shout out to my man James the brain (laughs) we used to talk about that all the time um but uh but yeah I mean I mean Cook was I think he was running back 10 or 11 uh in points per game last year And, and so I mean that's a down season for him right um and, and and yes, again, he's getting older as a running back, um, but he certainly is is better than Melvin Gordon, who's probably going to ride the pine, um, if we're being honest, unless something happens to Javante Williams. So, um, you know, I, I the the difference between Evans and Cup is is not even remotely close to the difference between Cook and Gordon for me. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. I was curious about this one. Jameis Winston and Cameron Brate. This, I believe, was before the Kyle Rudolph news. For a 24 first and a 23 third. Would you give a first of any sort for Jameis Winston? No. That's really what this... That's what I... Like, I feel like I should, but I don't want to. Like that's problem, I, I don't even dislike Jameis. I just yeah, I don't want to do it. <laughs> and like I like Olave, and they brought in Landry, and 
they'll have Kamara for most of the season catching out of the backfield. And it's not like Ingram is bad at catching out of the backfield anyway. And they used Jameis pretty well in the past where he wasn't going nuts. So like, I, I, I think I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I was curious what like, and you guys said no pretty quickly. So I guess I'm still on that side and even if it is a 24, because at this point, 23s don't even count as firsts anymore. Like, they might as well be startup first-round picks. And so a 24 first is as close you can get to a rookie first right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So let's move on to the next trade of Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, and Damian Harris. For this was an interesting one. Ryan Tannehill, Will Fuller, Deshaun Jackson, and a 24 second. Why did Deshaun Jackson get involved in a trade in 2022? Was it an accident? It's like he's not he's not on the team, right? No, he's not. Along like, with Will Fuller, just, like, not being the on the two team. fastest players on that guy's team, and that just happens to be Will Fuller and Deshaun Jackson because they're probably two of the fastest players. Well, one of them's not in the league, so I can't even use that phrase. But yeah, okay. So Garoppolo, Baker, Damian Harris, Ryan Tannehill, actually Will Fuller's. I don't think on a team right now. No, he's not. So Tannehill in a 24 second for Garoppolo Baker, Damian Harris. Yeah, so I want Ryan. <laughs> I, I, I want, I mean, I want the Garoppolo Baker side um, and, and pretty easily. And it's not because I don't like Ryan Tannehill. It's just, I mean, quarterbacks in super flex leagues. I mean, Jimmy's going to land somewhere and probably start. Right. At, where? I don't know, but he's like better than point, like the San Francisco has to be praying for an injury, which is a crappy thing to do, but there's nowhere else to move him. They're not going to move him to Seattle. Yeah, Seattle they should, they should. Pay what they want for him. Yeah, he's, he starts in Tampa in 23. That is also a very <laughs> good point. Holy shit. Wouldn't that be full circle? <laughs> Sits behind Brady for a decade and then or what seemed like a decade. Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still, I don't care. I'm still taking that side. I'm, I'm taking that side because I don't want Deshaun Jackson and Will Fuller to clog my roster. Oh, that they'd be. And by the way, Damian Harris. I mean, Damian Harris is like not mincemeat. I mean, I know Stevenson or whatever's there, Ramondi. Yeah, right. But like, I mean, it's not like I mean, Damian Harris was a beast last year running the football. So I, you know, I mean, I, I don't know, I, I. That trade is like meh to me to begin with. But if I was choosing, I would choose two quarterbacks instead of one quarterback um, and and the the decent running back instead of two wide receivers who don't have teams and a second round pick. Yeah, Brian's right. Damien, I don't even like Damien Harris that much. I'm taking him over a 24 second. Will Fuller and Deshaun Jackson do not matter at all. And Tannehill's not good enough to do Baker plus much of anything to me really and the fact that it's another quarterback who even if he's not starting in 22 i think it's a decent chance to be a starter in 23 uh i'll I'll easily take that side yeah garoppolo is safe enough as an as a real quarterback that he will find jobs for the foreseeable future like why teddy bridgewater keeps getting jobs even though Mm -hmm. he's nothing great but he'll never lose you a game uh next trade 23 first and 24 first for CD Lamb. What was shocking about this was Jim actually giving up firsts instead of trading for them. And the fact that he traded away 
two firsts for C.D. Lamb, but wouldn't give me one 23 first for T. Higgins. Oh, my God. Really? <laughs> wow. I mean, I was trying to get my 23 first back <laughs> and rejected. So 23 first, 24 first for C.D. Lamb. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's what I say, too. Yeah, that's fine. I- I like both sides of it. Yeah. I, I think that's what you got to pay for CD lamb. Uh, I, I guess if I had to pick, I would take CD lamb over the picks. Um, even though it's two first, one of them is a year out or two years out. So uh, I'm not, I don't remember where that first. I am in that league, but I don't remember where that first is. Yeah, looks like it's it's gonna win. Oh, he yeah. got, no, he got his first back and he's got a pretty good team, right? Well, no. Uh... Oh, that's uh, Eric got his first back. Eric or Cam, one, you know, one of the two new guys got their yeah. first back by trading away C.D. Lamb. So if that leads them to blow it up and start over, then that's great. Either way, I- I'm fine with two firsts, one of them being 24 for C.D. Lamb. I'd be a little more iffy if it was two twenty-three first, firsts, but I'm expecting big things out of C.D. this year, number one receiver now. Uh, and kind of not much else around him, but enough, I think, to take enough attention off of him that he can still perform really well with a good quarterback, which he has. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with two first with one of them being in 24. I agree. I agree with you. I don't know if I could pull the trigger on sending two first <laughs> for CeeDee Lamb, but I completely agree you should have to. So, so Russ, on I'll piggyback off of that and say I – I think the price is fine. I probably would go after cheaper options that I think are elite, like T. Higgins. Like, I would rather pay a first and a second for Higgins. I don't even know. Maybe that doesn't even get it done for Higgins anymore. I, I don't trade him away I, when I have him, so I don't – I mean, I'm not I'm, – I don't know. I've never, gauged, I've never gauged that, but, yeah. But I mean, if, I want to <laughs> my first back so I could blow up my team. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but I would rather, I mean, I would rather look for different options. I think that might not cost two, like I'd, I'd maybe go after Terry McLaurin for one first or something like that, as opposed to CD for two, but that's just me. I mean, he's obviously a guy like that's a little bit older and, you know, in dynasty, God forbid somebody's over 25 years old. So, you know, but but I'm okay with the price too. I don't. And I don't knowing he had that. the option of T for a 23 first, even if it was going to be higher, I I would have done that. Over yeah, this. same, same. <laughs> well, now I'm not. And even if he offers it to me now, I'm not going to do it out of spite. Okay, <laughs> next one. This there's a lot to this, and oh man, this was a mess. <sighs> David Bell, Alec Pierce, a 23 first a 24 second and third four Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, Melvin Gordon, Chris Godwin, and Allen Robinson. One more time for the people in the back, because this is a lot. That is a lot of pieces. David Bell, Alec Pierce, a 23 first, a 24 second and 24 third for Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, Melvin Gordon, Chris Godwin, and Allen Robinson. And just to put a little perspective on it, the 23 first was the 101 last year. I don't think any of those pieces is worth that 23 first on its own. 
But man, I give me those points. Right. I mean, Godwin, Robinson, Brady, you'll get a little something out of Mariota and Gordon this year. And everything else on that side. I mean, I love David Bell. I, I don't know what he does this year. I and Pierce the second and the third or whatever. So it's basically Bell in the first for all those pieces. Again, I'd rather not give a 23 first without getting some elite piece back, but there's so many points you're getting. I'm big on Robinson this year. If Godwin's looking as good as they're saying he is, and, and even if he's a little slow to start, you figure by October he's looking good and being Chris Godwin. Tom Brady's Tom Brady. I Yeah, I, I, I'm taking that side. Oh, real quick. Um, Eric is in the chat, who is also in TA1. I was trying to get your first off of – Jim, so I could get T. Higgins off of you. He's not giving up your first. <laughs> and, well, I just made it a little more valuable after this one. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, spoiler alert. Um, before you have to even explain, like, what was really, really funny about this, this was me and Andrew, and we were going back and forth. And I was like, I it's so like we had the big parts of this settled early and I started fighting over like Melvin Gordon and a 24 second versus 24 third. And we went back like three and four times and I literally just went like, I'm being an asshole. (laughs) Send it. Let's do it. And then I'm like, you know what? I'll send it to you. I sent it wrong like three times because the (laughs) amount of buttons I had to click. He's like, this is worse. What are you talking about? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, you want the same thing, but you don't want to give me Godwin. And I'm like, dude, I missed a button. Slow down, man. (laughs) He's like, that makes sense. That sounds like you. And I'm just like, one more time. And the trade went through. And like, honestly, I have no real idea why I did this. Oh, because I still have two starting quarterbacks. My team is still not last place material because I do not want to give Jim the 101. And I like David Bell. That's really all this came down to. Like, I got a really early first, so I'll replace, I think I have Derek Carr. Like, I, I have another older quarterback, so, and I have Zach Wilson, who hopefully just won't be the worst ever. So, if that's the case, as long as that first becomes a top three pick, I'll get another quarterback. I have another young quarterback. And, I mean, Tom Brady, Marcus Mariota, Melvin Gordon might not be in the NFL next year. Who the heck knows? And it was really tough for me to give up Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin because Penn State pass catchers, baby, right? <laughs> but it was worth it in the end just for the value of it, even though I know so many points just went away from my team. It, it's funny, too, because Andrew took over an orphan in this league earlier this uh, year, and, and he had kind of sold off a lot of pieces, and this totally pushed him like – I think there's other trades on here that are him. I don't I don't remember which are the, them, but he, he just totally pushed them the other way. Like, he started – he's now picking up all these, like – pieces to try and contend now is there any way you could put thoughts to this one brian <laughs> i mean i i think it's fine i mean i i i i mean looking at it in a vacuum right and we never do that because these are i mean people are making trades with their team in mind um i mean i i would say that is a lot of points to give up this year but i think you're right too russ in that after this year um, I mean, those those pieces could not even be in the league. So looking at this trade now versus a year from now, I mean, you're probably going to have pretty different feelings on that um, a year from now. You know what I mean? So if you're not 
if you're not in contention, uh, I think it makes sense to to move those pieces and and get what you can get. And and what you got isn't like spare change. It's you know some prospects that are pretty highly rated in Bell and. I actually like Pierce. I, Rocky was like, "Yo, yeah, throw in." I I actually kind of <laughs> like I kind of like him. I, I think, think he he's... can be something. I don't think he can be a wide receiver one or anything, but I still think Agreed. he can be a useful fantasy guy. Yeah, I think I think that's where I am too. I I don't expect him to be um, you know, a world beater or anything, but I do think he's a guy that might get an opportunity to produce in that offense. Um, so we'll have to see what happens, but um, but yeah, and and then of course, I mean, 23 firsts so if you hang on to it, great. Draft a quarterback. Uh, there's there should be plenty of them uh, in this class. Um, if not, flip it. I mean, you you're the master at flipping firsts for valuable pieces. So I mean, that that you know how people's brains go batshit crazy about middle of March when they see first. So, uh, you know, take advantage of that and flip it if you need to. I mean, you. I mean, either way, it's a good piece to have. Um, so I'm I'm fine with this trade. I think it's a good trade. Real quick on on the fact that those a lot of those pieces could mean nothing in a year. I I just like to point out, other than the first, and I love David Bell along with Russ, but it's very possible in two years, David Bell, Alec Pierce, a twenty four second and twenty four third don't amount to much either. So. I just no, wanted to point. I'm going to do out. awesome with them, and they're <laughs> worth everything. Rocky. <laughs> no, he's absolutely right. I could even like in the 23 first could also actually end up being bad. But you know, it's the value I'm thinking. Yeah, but I figure you probably won't hold on to the first anyway, yeah. so you'll get something out of it. Fingers <laughs> crossed, right? Um, next trade was Antonio Gibson for a 23 first. This one was Andrew, and this one I found a little surprising that there was. Would you pay 23 first for Antonio Gibson at this point? No way. Me neither. Yeah, I don't think I would either. Like I I want I to even believe consider he that. can be that guy. We all wanted him to be, but I, again, that's just us me being like the super positive person just wanting people to succeed. I just I don't think it's there. I mean, I think there's a possibility that we're all overrating uh, you know, what Brian Robinson is going to do in that offense and, and how much he might cut in. But I mean, McKissick has been there the last couple of years and he does steal passing work that, that that's pretty much a fact. So it, Gibson's he's got to score touchdowns to be an RB one. I don't know how much they're going to score this year with Carson Wentz. I just, and there is the possibility that it is more of a split backfield with Robinson. So I, I just, especially Gibson's value is down. Like just, Whatever you believe is going to happen with them, his value is down right now. I don't see why you would pay this. So go get someone better than Antonio Gibson for 23 first. Sorry, Next trade. <laughs> Next trade, a 24 first, 24 second, and 24 fourth for Snoop Connor because there is a player in the NFL named Snoop Connor that is involved in this trade. Absolutely. Jerry Judy and Noah fans. Like this is like straight up 24 first for Judy, 24 second for Fant, 24 fourth for Snoop Connor. Which is really funny because, man, he was, Eric was coming hard after my 24 first for Jerry Judy. And I just kept saying no because I was in the middle of talking with Andrew <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> and, and then this happened. I don't – like, I love Jerry Judy. I want him to be a thing. I'm not ready to give a first for him right now, even if it's 24. I, I'm 
And you know what? I hope I'm wrong because I want Judy to be great. But I, I, I need it. I need to see it. I need him to play more than four games straight. Like I, I need to see it at this point. Yeah, I've been very vocal in my yes, and sh- you can something greater than Judy takes. So I, I'm not giving up a first for him. I think the other two are fine. I'm 24 second for Fant, whatever. 24 fourth for Connor. But I get yeah, it. First, I would give even up in 24 for someone named Snoop every day of the week. <laughs> but yeah, first for Judy, even in 24 is too much for me. That's, that's so I got to take the picks. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, I think I expect probably somebody in that Denver receiving core to step up with Russ and and do something a little bit better than what they've done. I just don't know who the hell it's going to be. So until I know who it's going to be, I think I would hesitate also um, to to give a, a, a fourth. I'll, I'll tell you this, too. It's interesting. Um, so I don't know if you guys have, like, looked at the 24 class at all. And and look, I, I know, like, we say this literally every single year. Like, oh, the 23 class. Oh, the 24. Oh, the 25. Oh, the 26 class. That's the one, <laughs> right? Like, we say it every single year. But there's some pretty good players no, coming out in the 24 class too. Yeah. So like, I, I think and and now right is the time to get those picks because a year from now, those are going to be what the 23 picks are right now, basically untouchable. You know, so um, I, I think anytime you can, if you're a little bit unsure about a player who has fringe first round value. Try to send them and get those 24 firsts and see, you know, because they, they again, they only increase in value leading into those drafts, even if it's a poor class. So, um, and, and I don't think that one is. I don't think the 24 class is a poor class. I think it's a pretty good class. So that's just a little sidebar there. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd take the first, the side with the picks on this one. Um, I, I, I don't have a problem with the trade. I think it's okay, but I just would prefer the picks personally. Real quick, would either of you give up a 24 first for Sutton? I don't think I would. Same problem. I mean, I love Cortland Sutton, or or I love Cortland Sutton's potential team big wide receiver, Russ, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm with you, man. Um, but, I, you know, he, he's, he's also, what, he's 27, and he's had a bunch of injuries. I mean, I like it. I want to believe. I want to believe he's going to be DK Metcalf. In you know, to, to Russell Wilson and Cortland Sutton or Russ and DK all over again in Denver. Um, uh, but I'm not real. I, I just don't know. You know, I don't know until I see it. I, I if he if he shows it, then yes, I'd be willing to. Right now, today, if you're asking, I don't I don't know that I would. I would be more willing to give up a 24 first for Sutton than I would for Judy, and I don't know if that's the right answer. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, I I would I think I would give it up for Sutton and I wouldn't for Judy. And I thought at the same thought crossed my mind. Like I don't know if I should, but I've talked myself into Sutton. Sutton is the guy there that's going to benefit most from Russ over Judy. That I think I would do it. And, and it doesn't hurt. I I tend to not put a ton of stock in reports that come out from May, June, July, August, even August. But I everything you hear. Uh, including guys like Cecil Lammy, who's plugged into the Broncos uh, from the Audible, that Sutton is Sutton has been Russ's guy all offseason. So, so yeah, I think I would, but you're right. I'm not sure if that's the right answer. That's what you should do, but I would. 
<laughs> we just now, that was the last TA1 trade. We've been doing only <laughs> TA1 that entire time. Woo. Way to go, boys. Yes. Yeah, seriously. Trade Addicts 3. Ryan Tannehill and a 23 first for Mac Jones and Chuba Hubbard. Brian here made a trade retirement. Yes. <laughs> for this one. It's been a while, Brian. It has. Um, this is Tannehill in a first, right? Like, I don't remember which side you got, but. I'm pretty sure he, you got Tannehill in the first, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he's still like Tannehill in the first. <laughs> that's my opinion. I don't know if I'm giving up a 23 first for Mac Jones, period. Oh, yeah, so it was mine. To me, it's, it's almost, to me, it's almost a free Tannehill. So <laughs> I'll take it. And I, there's a part of me that believes the Carolina Panthers want to keep Christian McCaffrey alive. So I think Chuba Hubbard might be a flex worthy player this season, even with a healthy McCaffrey. See, I think Deontay Foreman's the backup. Chuba did really well when McCaffrey was out. So I still he think right. he first of all, I want it to be on <laughs> Deontay Foreman because I I loved that guy coming in and I would root for him just because I want to root for players coming back from Achilles. Like what used to be a death knell is now not. If Deontay Foreman keeps getting these jobs and if Akers comes back and looks somewhat decent, again, just way too positive wanting everyone to succeed. But, you know, I also do love me some Chuba. I love the Devi players who were just like, ah, and then for like no real reason, like one eh, senior season, they completely drop off the face of the planet. So I, I want you to do well also, which makes it tough. But value-wise, this is kind of home first for me. But if you're into Mac Jones, I, I guess I get this, but it's a lot for Mac Jones. Even if like you're into Mac Jones. Yeah, I don't think you should have to give up more than a twenty, much more than a twenty-three first. Even if you're really in the max chance, you want to get a deal done, you get a deal done, and that's I guess what he did. Next, we have TA six. It was a small one, but Zach Ertz for a twenty-four second. And I just wanted to put it here on there because, like, to me, I would easily send a twenty-four second for Zach Ertz, who was a tight end. I think you could start every week. Am I like? Do you agree with that? Like, is that wrong? I, I agree, and I, I I sold Zach Ertz for this because my TA six team is putrid because it's it's an orphan I took over this year, and we have dispersal, and I kind of went uh, towards the the picks and things like that. So because uh, there wasn't a lot in there to begin with, so I, I did grab some guys like Ertz to try and sell them. I could not get a twenty three second from anybody. I tried. Uh, it did not happen. So uh, I was getting offers like a twenty counters back like. Uh, Ertz and, and, and a 23 fourth for a 23 third. Like, no, thanks. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I got somebody to give me a second. I was happy. My, my team's not very good. So uh, I'll take the second and uh, yeah. you can have I, his points. I wanted to agree with that value. And I wanted to see if you guys agreed as well. Is the only Like, again, we had so many huge trades. that That's why I threw it on here. This next one. J.K. Dobbins and Danny Gray. I had to look up who Danny Gray was, who's apparently a wide receiver on the San Francisco 49ers, for Travis Kelsey. Poor J. Mike, right in heavy quotes, poor J. Mike, has been trying to get rid of J.K. Dobbins for like months now. (laughs) He sends me a trade of J.K. Dobbins for Derek Carr. And I'm like, well, I can't do that. Like, I need that premium to sell another quarterback. So I go to look at his team to look for a counter. 
Dude has six quarterbacks already, starting quarterbacks on his team. There's like six ain't enough for you, J. Oh Mike. Oh, my gosh. Six ain't enough? J. Mike's TA6 team is insane. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. Like, I, we, and no one knows how it happened. <laughs> it just happened I know how it happened. He got all of our firsts. But like, <laughs> he had know, a whole round of draft like, picks. Aaron Rodgers and like he has re- like Jalen Hurts uh, like he has it's not just the first it's, yeah there's a bunch of guys that yeah that, that were not in that draft that he still has on top of all that it's insane and now he has Travis Kelsey which is great because he traded with Adam Wildy and I have Wildy's first so Wildy no longer has Travis Kelsey on his team <laughs> toot toot yeah but, Value-wise, this is interesting. Like, Brian, what do you think about this? Yeah, so, I mean, I like all – well, I like the two main parts of the yeah. trade. Danny Gray, I I mean, I I am, I mean, I know he plays for the Niners, but I don't uh, – I did not until I, I looked it up. So, but, 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 like, I mean, I like Dobbins a lot. I think he, – here's the problem. Travis Kelsey's Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Rob Gronkowski, right? Like, that's who we're talking about. Like, Travis Kelsey's in the realm, and he's still playing at that level, and he doesn't get hurt, and he has Patrick Mahomes as his quarterback, and the other main weapon in that offense is no longer there. I mean, I I mean, I get it. I, I get it if, if he doesn't fit on your team, but, like, I'm not getting off. Uh, hold on. Let me rewind that. I'm not getting out on Travis Kelsey until it's over. That's just he's he that Kelsey's a guy that's going to likely. And this is funny, Russ, because you and I made a trade. I don't know when it was, but you gave me A.J. Brown. We You traded A.J. Brown for Kelsey. I think it was before last season, I think. Sounds um, right. And and so I did get out, and I hated it. I hate it. I hate it every day. I hate it. I should have just let him expire on my rosters because I just don't. He's another one of these guys that I just he's he's just the production value alone in a tight end premium league like the trade addicts leagues, especially with a point seven five bump, right? It's just, he's just an absolute, I mean, we're talking top five wide receiver numbers at 32 years old, 31 years old, whatever he is. I just can't move that. That's, I mean, I, if, if I'm in contention at all, I'm not moving Travis Kelsey in the trade addicts leagues. Uh, Ryan I, yeah. did lead the charge that Kelsey was worth a first round startup pick in TA scoring. It is very, very true. He did. He and he stood by it. He took him in the first and one of them. And I'm not going to pretend to remember which it was, but you did in fact do it. Yep. And he's probably lived up to that since since Brian did that. Yes. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, the value is interesting. Yeah, Dobbins is young and hasn't really done it, and Kelsey is old and just done it time and time again. Uh, I think in a vacuum with the premium, I, I probably would prefer Kelsey anyway. But when when you have Javante, Jonathan Taylor, Joe Mixon, and Najee Harris already. I'm easily moving Dobbins for Kelsey, um, which is yeah. which is Jay Mike's running backs, by the way. So, uh, <laughs> and I I feel the need to bring this up every time we talk about Jay. He also has three twenty three firsts on this team, by the way. 
So uh, I, we're never winning. It, it's it's basically who's playing to lose to J Mike in the title every year for like the next five years. Well, get a secondary prize won the year before. <laughs> That's all that matters. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But yeah, I'll take the Kelsey side. Real quick, we got to give a shout out to Ryan, who is in the chat, who probably has to be awake in three hours, but is for some reason still here now. Thanks for holding tight, man. Yeah. So I disagree and he said, with good job by Rocky. So I appreciate that. <laughs> I clicked away from the screen. Here we go. Next trade TA9. Baker Mayfield for Trey Sermon, a 23rd second and 24 second. So Baker for two seconds. Yeah, Baker for two seconds. <laughs> yeah, I'd take I'd take Baker. Yeah, I this is fair. Like that's probably what you pay for Baker. So that's fine. Like that's like I like bringing these trades up. Oh, Ryan's sick. I'm sorry, man. Um, <laughs> I like bringing these trades up because like I love combating the argument that still goes on that any starting quarterback is worth a first where we've had multiple quarterbacks that we've talked about today even though one of them did go for a first that none of us really said we would otherwise so and like the, to show what you can do for that like I think last week or the week before we had Brissett for two-thirds on the show and like <laughs> what a crap little trade but like Brissett's gonna start a couple of games and and that counts in Superflex especially when it's at the beginning of the season so two seconds for Baker I, I think is a great price. And Baker is another one of those players that he'll start somewhere. As long as he doesn't just like completely fall off the planet. If he does what he did on the Browns, on the Panthers, and even if he doesn't stay on the Panthers next season, he'll probably have a starting job because he'll he'll bridge. And because he's he's not bad enough to lose your team too badly. Yeah, you, you basically said what I was thinking. Uh, I'll, I'll easily pay two seconds for Baker. And I said it when uh, we talked about it the week he uh, got traded to Carolina. I said I think he will you be. the week after because it happened the day after. That's we true. It was a Wednesday, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to – I think there's a decent chance he's a, like, like a legit starter in 2020. I hope so. Yeah, not just like a six-game bridge to Bryce Young or something. So, it, I, I – even if it's with not with Carolina, uh, I think he'll be, and I think he'll be fine this year too. Like from a fantasy perspective, he's not gonna, he's never gonna be like you know QB six or something. But he's got DJ Moore to throw to if, if McCaffrey stays healthy. He's got some decent weapons there, so uh, I, I don't know. I, I think their line's not too great, so that won't help. But but he's got enough that I think he's gonna he's gonna produce enough this year uh, for fantasy and. I just I don't think there's any chance he's not starting in 23. I think somewhere he'll be there. I think so too. Yep. Lavisca Chenault, a 23 first and two 24 firsts for Justin Jefferson. I need a better player. Like not necessarily with wrong with you. (laughs) Not necessarily (laughs) with the first. Uh, but, but I just I don't especially with two of them being like if I was getting three twenty three first I think I could talk myself into it because twenty three firsts are you know God's gift to dynasty mm-hmm. but I without getting more than one twenty three I think I need a little more player I need something to hang my hat on besides two twenty four picks like it's really funny because I saw this and I'm like 
Oh, that's no wait. If I saw that, it might. If I had the picks and someone sent me that for Justin Jefferson, I hit accept real fast. And again, three plus is a good price for almost every single player. Like that's like the high price at this point. Mm-hmm. But you're right. Like giving up Chenault means absolutely nothing. And two of the picks are in 24, and I just don't care right now. Like I'll figure that <laughs> out later. 123 first. Like yeah, I'll do that. For Justin Jefferson, easy. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I would do it too, pretty easily. Yeah, I made a I made a trade in a one Q my home league one uh, QB. I traded Cook McLaurin in a twenty three first. I would need something closer to that to to be able to do something like this rather than the twenty four first. How much more though is the question? Like, because it's still three plus for a player. Like, what kind of level of a player, Rocky, would it need to be, like, Keenan Allen? Would that do it for you if it was 23 first, two twenty fours, and Keenan? I want somebody younger, probably. Well, so, then. no. Um, um, yeah. Are we talking young like you'd want, like, Chris Olave? I, that's, see, that's I would rather... Four. That's essentially four first, because, I mean, he was... Yeah, first round pick. So. That's what I was saying. It didn't necessarily have to be an upgrade on Chanel. I I would take something instead of maybe one of the twenty four first or something like that. Like, okay, so Alave Chanel and the yeah, two Alave Chanel twenty three first, twenty four first. Honestly, I'd probably rather have somebody proven. So I'd rather I'd rather take up both twenty four first and stick in like a, uh, I don't know, a Waddle or something. Oh well, yes. Or maybe a level below Waddle, but somebody, somebody oh, younger. What if it was like Cortland Sutton? No, oh, that's interesting. Uh, so Cortland Sutton, one twenty four first, one twenty three first, and Chenault. Because you said you were you were on the border of twenty four first for Sutton, so that means yeah. I'd like that better. I'd still feel a little iffy about trading Justin Jefferson for that. You'll never not feel iffy about trading Justin Jefferson. I think that's the answer. (laughs) I don't know if I can hit a set, but I like that better than this. So the real fun part was, like, right after this happened, you get another trade complete. And it was Justin Jefferson for Jamar Chase. That's fair. Yeah. That's that's preference. But, like, me. It's literally nothing I'd ever I'd never thought I would see that happen. Yeah. It's just like, oh cool. As long as you're happy, that's fine, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm I, not like, sure if I should say this, but I talked to Ryan about this. And uh I think he I think he said part of it was that he, he can taxi chase. Fair. Uh if you have Jamar Chase on your taxi squad, he does not want to win. <laughs> all right i was gonna russ you're gonna have to edit i was about to i was about to drop an f-bomb like full it's on F-bomb. jefferson's third year you can taxi up the second year jamar chase is too so yeah the bylaws are very vaguely worded on purpose i don't <laughs> care about tanking i don't yeah well if he's gonna stick him on his taxi squad then yeah that makes sense and he's made a lot of he's made a lot of moves getting young players and he's got a lot of picks and all that kind of stuff. So it makes a ton of sense. Especially it's like, you know, six on one hand, half a dozen on the other between those two guys. So if you're operating within the rules, yep. Do you? 
Last trade, fellas. Wow. Josh Allen and a 23 third for Josh Allen side. <laughs> I, I didn't even look at it. I didn't you even don't have it. to. Uh, okay. Josh Allen and a 23 third for Lamar Jackson, Devin Singletary, and Devontae Parker. Yeah, it's Josh Allen for me. I believe. Well, this was one of the at-house challenge trades. Yep. And which means he got Josh Allen. Wow. Which means wanted. So a, bu- so a 400 people voted and 200 plus of them picked the Lamar Jackson side. No, no, no. Other way around. No, the guy that the guys <laughs> doing the outhouse challenge got sent Lamar or got sent Josh Allen for this. He had Lamar, uh, Devin Singletary and Parker. And the guy that was trying to, to do, you know, Get get one over on him on the outhouse challenge. Sent Josh Allen in the third. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. He wanted it, like because that's that's what you do. He sent a trade that he. I can't even find it on my timeline. Uh, my notification. I'm like because he ta- he tags me on all of them. So I'm yeah, trying to scroll through. Oh, gross! His his Avi is just him standing next to a Steelers fan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> here we go. Steelers, here we go. I got a bad yeah. voice today. I don't know um, how it came out, but yeah, I, I will take uh, Josh Allen too. It's not a lot to add to Lamar, and I like Singletary a little bit, but yeah, that's not a so, lot to add. Josh Allen, twenty-three third. Lamar, Singletary, Parker, fifty-six votes. It was seventy-eight point six percent on the Josh Allen side. Yeah, I'm not. Which it should have been. Yeah, I agree. Because. The third, Singletary, and Parker. Whatever. Don't matter much, yeah. I was really expecting something bigger on the Lamar side, and it didn't show up. Those Singletary will outscore James Cook this year. Probably. And that'll be fine with that, because I have a lot of Singletary <laughs> shares. Like, just in case they didn't do something on the draft, I was just scooping up Singletary everywhere. <sighs> but we did it. We did. In an hour and 40 minutes, but I, we did it. That's, I don't even think that's bad, considering how many questions and trades we had. I think we did pretty good to do it at 138. Yep. Whew. But that's the end of our show sheet, so that's the end of our show. It was so, gosh dang it, dad gamut good having you back here, Brian. Dad gummit. Dad gummit. So it was good. It was good to be here, guys. I, I'm with a lot you. Of fun. I, I asked Brian to come on. I'm very happy he did. And can can we get one more? Even though we already did them, can we get one more for the road? Yeah, sure. Trade at its trades. <laughs> and it's like we all knew exactly what he was asking for. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you, thank you guys for having me. I appreciate um, the opportunity to come back on and shoot the breeze with you and talk some football and catch up a little bit ahead of time. And it was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. I mean, feel free to drop your Twitter or whatever. Like, usually I do that thing, but we just went straight into the freaking show because it's you. Yeah, all good. Uh, so, I mean, you can find me on Twitter at BrianHarFF. I'm certainly still around. I'm not nearly as active as I used to be in the community, um, but I'm always willing to talk to people about football um, or life uh, for that matter. Um, I'm enjoying um, being less busy these days uh, with with the potting and little more busy with uh work and my kid and different things like that puppy. but and my puppy yep we got a little little dog now so 
that's definitely taking some time, but I certainly do miss um, chatting about football with people. So if uh, you're looking for a different voice or um, just to talk about stuff, let me know. Um, definitely would, would love to chat, but um, again, guys, <clears throat> I appreciate the opportunity coming on. This was awesome to catch up with you guys. I mean, um, two, uh, two of my best friends, uh, in, in this world anyways. Um, so, um, I appreciate it. And it was great to see both of you and hang out for a little bit tonight. Right. But before we do get out of here, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. I mean, we were talking to Jason and Ryan, the entire freaking show. They were in the <laughs> chat watching. Oh, and Eric as well. Uh, also we have the awesome cool kids club, the group me chat, which is just full of awesome people. Most, most importantly, ffpodshirts.storeenvy.com. Go buy some Scott Fishbowl 12 stuff. Every single penny that comes in goes straight to charity. We even have somewhere, you just bothered at John Bosch FF. He has a custom order form that you can, if there's a logo you like, but it's not on the color shirt you want, or you want it on the mug, or you want it on something, you can fill out that form and we'll make it for you. So we want you to get the stuff you want. We want kids to get awesome stuff for the holidays. Every single penny straight to kids. Everybody wins. Awesome stuff. FFpodshirts.storeenvy.com. Good night, everybody. Good night, Russ. Good night, night guys. Night, guys. Good night, Ryan. Thank, Thank you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast, a member of the DLS family of podcasts, and a proud member in the Dicey Addict Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Haha and at Dynasty FF Addict. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy pants. That is the best. <laughs> <laughs> See ya.